This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. Ahead, it's a recap of the 2022 Kubota CHL-NHL Top Prospects game in Kitchener. As Moose Jaw Warriors forward Jagger Furkus emerges as a key player. More on that in moments. Winnipeg Ice back on a roll. Already East Division champions. Now they eye that number one seed in the conference. Head coach James Patrick will stop by and tell us how they're getting it done. And the WHL Player of the Week is slick defenseman Olin Zellweger of the Edward Silvertips. He'll close out the show. First up, the 2022 Kubota CHL-NHL Top Prospects game is in the books as 15 WHLers were in Kitchener for the midweek event and a big night for Moose Jaw Warriors forward Jagger Furkus. He finds Furkus moving a great move, shoots, scores! Jagger Furkus is making his presence felt and now he's got the tying goal here in the first period. Now, Furk is finishing with a goal and an assist. He was named Team Red's player of the game in a 3-1 win over Team White. And what a performance for Swift Current Broncos goaltender Reed Dick. Back in a quick shot there from Jagger. Furk is under chance. And two more great stops by Reed Dick. Wow, what a goaltending performance we've seen from Reed Dick here tonight. Dick finished with 23 saves. He was excellent in goal. The postgame, Jagger Furkus spoke with the CHL Scott Van Conant. Jagger, how does it feel? Goal and assist tonight, and you guys got the win. Yeah, it's obviously it's a great experience coming here. I just want to come here and show what I can do, and I think I did that tonight. So it was, it's, it was a good game, and I think it's even better to get the win. How nice is it to put on a, a show like this, uh, representing not only the Moose Jaw Warriors, but the Western Hockey League? Oh, yeah, for sure. I guess you want to represent your, your club team really good, and you want to represent the WHL good as well. I think that's coming here, you want to represent everyone well, and I think we did that tonight, so I'm happy, and I, I'm very thankful for this experience, and it was awesome. Just overall, it's a it's a short week, but it's a busy week. How was the experience? It was awesome. It was great to be here. Was, I, I can't be more happy, and it's it's it was an unreal experience, and I'm very happy I got to be part of it. And to get the opportunity to showkase yourself with so many scouts and GMs in the in the crowd uh, must feel good. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, that's what I wanted to come here and do, and just show what I show what I can play. And I I think I did a good job of that tonight, so I'm happy. What other takeaways can you take from from this event, and you know, getting to meet? So many new guys and playing with different people and and the coaching staffs that you had. It was awesome. I got to meet a lot of new people. I got to meet a lot of new coaches and I've created friendships here. So it's going to be fun and hopefully we can keep the friendships going throughout the years here. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Moose Jaw Warriors teammate Denton Matejchuk finished with an assist. He was plus two. Team White goaltender Mason Bopit of the Spokane Chiefs, he made all 16 saves in his half game of work for the winning side. On Team Red, Kamloops Blazer forward Matthew Semenoff assisted on the lone goal. A day before the game, players took part in on-ice testing. Winnipeg ice forward Matthew Savoy led all 36 CHL skaters. The product of St. Albert, Alberta, finished first overall and first in four separate categories in the on-ice sessions. Swift Current Broncos forward Josh Philman finished first overall in the reaction drill, while Prince George Cougars netminder Tyler Brennan, the top-ranked North American goaltender in the NHL Central Scouting midterm rankings, finished first overall among the four goaltenders. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. Well, the Winnipeg Ice in the midst of a uh, East Division road swing, and that's where we catch up to head coach of the club, James Patrick. James, I guess it's it's fitting that we talk to you on the road. It's where your team has maybe done its best work this season, uh, the highest winning percentage for a road team in the WHL so far this year. 
Well, it seems like the, the whole year's been on the road. <laughs> I think it's been a funny year because uh, for every team getting shut down for you know weeks at a time. Um, you know, we went through a stretch where we had three games in five weeks, uh, twice having uh, stoppages or you know COVID shutdowns. So it's it's been um, different than any year I've experienced, and uh, I know it isn't so, but that we play as many home games as road games, but it feels like we've had a lot of road trips. Um, I think the first, you know, before uh, Christmas in November in that time, we spent a lot of time at home, but since then it feels the majority of our schedule has been on the road. So we've had to, uh, we've probably got adjusted to it. We've, we've learned how to uh, play without last change and play consistent hockey, I guess, uh, away from home. You're playing this week without uh, two top players who had top prospects as we chat, uh, both Connor Geeky and, and Matthew Savoy, but I guess you as a former ninth overall selection of the Rangers, I guess you know how important this week is to those players. Well, I, 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 wouldn't, I don't know it from my own experience. I do know it just from being around the game long enough now. When I played, it was so different. That was 40-some years ago. But I think now there's so much focus, so much uh, – spotlight there's a lot of opportunity but you know kids are uh they're identified at an early age certainly with all the hockey canada camps and so i think they're somewhat used to it but it is a big you know getting drafted is a big deal there's there's way more attention on kids now and way more scrutiny for good and bad but um and this is part of it um i've just uh you know talked to them about going and enjoying the enjoy the experience as much as possible and have again it's about having fun with it, uh, their body of work throughout the year is what's going to maybe determine where they get drafted, but it doesn't determine what their career is going to be like. It doesn't determine how good a player they're going to be. It just uh, gives them more of an opportunity. And every player wants to be drafted and they want to, you know, they'd all love for the future to play in the NHL, but, and not all of them can. But, you know, this is just, uh, I guess, uh, a big event in their journey uh, towards that. You're in a, in a battle right now for that number one seed overall. Uh, already a divisional champion there in the East Division, which is great for your hockey team. But but how much emphasis or how important is it for your team to be the number one seed and secure home ice uh, throughout the playoffs in the Eastern Conference? You know what we haven't we haven't talked about it once this year. We haven't uh, put a lot of emphasis on it. It's it really has been. Uh, trying to get better as the year went on. It's really taken one day at a time, coming to the rink with the attitude that I can improve. That's been the focus. Um, if it happens, it'll, you know, hopefully it, uh, it helps. But, you know, again, our, uh, our goals are to win and be successful in the playoffs, and it's not just about getting the home ice. Uh, you know, we've been, uh, we've been, like you said, a good road team all year, and, and I expect that to continue in the playoffs. It really seems like you're fighting your game right now. As we speak, you're you're in a, a long winning streak, uh, and you've had to win on the road and in tough places. You've had to beat good teams as well. Uh, and the biggest thing I'm seeing is that you're keeping the puck out of your net for the most part here. Um, you know, really, you look at some of the, the zeros you've put up lately in this last couple of weeks. Uh, is that the calling card of your team this year? Or what would you say the, the identity of the Winnipeg Ice has been, James? I think it's been uh, our depth has probably been the biggest thing for our success. I think uh, you certainly look up front. You know, there's a lot of guys who can play offensive roles and play, um, you know, certainly play on the power play. You know, you even have some guys who played on the power play over the last uh, two years who don't always get on it now. 
so I, I think that's been the strength of our team. But for us to have success moving forward, it's been an emphasis on us improving our defensive game. And I think, you know, I think we have. We've had a tendency to, you know, I, I think early in the year um, we got off to a great start. We played some teams that weren't at full strength. Uh, some teams that didn't have players back from NHL camps, and and we took advantage of those numbers. But it also, I think, was a bit of a false sense of uh, bravado on on how how good we were and how we had to play. And I think we're we're rounding into form about the importance of playing defense first, and 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 you know just taking care of your own end because you'll with our talent we'll get chances at the, going the other way. So I think we've it's been a noticeable improvement the last two weeks in those in that area. Well, you mentioned depth, and if I look back in your last wins, uh, of, of the last uh, 11 victories, 10 have been uh, different game-winning goal scorers here for sure. So it's been uh, by committee there for sure. A uh, quick question on some of your acquisitions this year. In fact, uh, well, we had Tanner Brown come over from the Vancouver Giants to solidify your blue line. Jack Finley's been there a little bit longer. I know he uh, scored a big goal for you on this road trip, but uh, your acquisitions, how have they been to shore things up there with the ice? You know what? They've been they've been really good. They've been uh, they fit in really good with our group. Uh, you know, I had uh, Chase Wheatcroft to that group. So the three of them, uh, you know, have played important roles. They've been in the league for a long time. They've experienced you know being being young players, being first year players, and and then being veterans and off the ice, knowing how important it is to do all you can to help the young players to make them feel part of the group and to make them feel welcome and. Uh, I will say this, they're all real good players. Finley has been a guy who we've played in our top six since he's been here. He's our number one face-off man. Um, he can play against the other team's top players. Weecroft has just been a, you know, a guy who's kind of been all over the lineup who can kind of play in any role you give him, and he's played right and left wing. And we've missed someone on our top two lines. He's fit in there, but you know he's played a lot on kind of a checking line with uh, with Cole Muir and, and Jake and Smallwood or Skyler Bruce and, um, he's been he's been good, and and Tanner Brown has kind of been the the guy under the radar who just goes about his business every day and competes really hard. He's you know kind of a, a guy who just battles, will block shots, will just simplify the game on the back end. And so probably uh, you know with us having three guys in in Lambos, uh, Orzek and Zwadi who can who can join the rush and and uh, contribute offensively. He's he's kind of in the uh, the guy, the defensive guy, who's really helped out with who's ever he's played with. James, oh, it'll be an interesting stretch run here. I know you haven't really talked about it, like you said, uh, trying to grab that first seed, but uh, it'll be a battle all the way uh, to the end. And uh, We appreciate your time here on WHL this week. Okay, thank you, John. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. Hey, Owen Zellweger, WHL Player of the Week. He is on a big-time tear. In fact, as we speak, he leads the WHL in scoring as a defenseman and joins us on the line before a busy weekend in Everett. Hey, Owen, uh, you've picked up the game here recently. Big week for you. It was a big weekend for the team as well. Yeah, for sure it was, yeah. It was tough to lose that first game on uh, Friday in Vancouver, but I think uh, we responded well and got the two wins there this weekend, so we're, we're looking forward to uh, building on that this weekend. You know, I think everybody, you know, thought you'd be in the conversation for the top scoring defenseman, you know, and you know, there's definitely a lot of good defensemen, uh, offensive guys, but here you are at the top. Uh, are you at all surprised by that, or you think you're right where you should be? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That, that's a tough one. I think just trying to play my game and, and do the best I can and let the chips fall where they are. So I think 
I just got to keep uh, improving um, and keep building my game, and uh, the results will follow. You know, I, I think your team was dealt a tough blow here recently when uh, you're sort of your partner in crime there, Ronan Seeley, uh, went down to the injury. How much harder will it be here in this stretch to try to keep winning when, when you lose a, a big piece like that on the back end? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. It was tough to see him go down, and hopefully uh, he can recover here quickly. But I think we're going to have to, as a, as a D group, um, we're all going to have to fill in and it's not going to be just one guy. It's going to be a few of us, or all of us, uh, upping our performance to, to fill in that hole. You're a second-round pick of the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, you're in your 18-year-old season, uh, and really, uh, sky's the limit for you as far as how the game is played today. Uh, are, are you looking at this as your potential last season in the league, or you know how do, how do you sort of approach where you'll be at 19 next year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think kind of the same approach. Uh, as I've always had, I, I don't know. That's out of my control. I just got to control, uh, you know, how, how I play the game and, and how I prepare, you know. Got to be prepared to to play here or, you know, wherever I am next year. So whether that be NHL here, I, I got to be prepared and ready to do that. You th- think of the COVID season, and I don't think anyone's been more effective affected than you know your age group. You know, we just off the top of the show here, we're talking top prospects game that didn't happen for you last year. You know, the draft was yeah. was virtual here. Do you really feel like you know you're getting the worst of this COVID nineteen pandemic in your uh, your age group? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, unfortunate, I guess, the draft and the shortened season. But I think. Uh, you know, you just got to make the best of the situation. I think a lot of a lot of players did that and enjoy the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's been unfortunate, but it is what it is. And I think uh, we're all happy to see things uh, turning in the right direction right now. With that said, I, I didn't even mention World Juniors. And you got two games in oh, yeah. in Edmonton, and all of a sudden, boom, you're sent home, right? I mean, that was yeah. a blow. But there, there's talk that you'll play it in August. There's dates. Uh, is that something you think you'd be a part of and, you know, be looking forward to? Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, maybe have an opportunity there to play in August, and um, that'd be really special again if I can play in that tournament and you know have a chance to go for gold there. So it was uh, unfortunate again; it got ended there. But I think everyone who will get a chance to play on the team in August will will be ready to go. Yeah, it's just been a, a tough a tough run here for uh, for the O3s for sure and the O4s. Uh, but when you look at now with your regular season here, you're trying to close out the, the U.S. division. I see three head-to-head games with Portland left here. How do you guys close this out and uh, and win that U.S. division title and, and look to be that number one seed in the West? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the, the head-to-heads with Portland, Portland are definitely important, but I think uh, you can't look past any of the other teams there. Um, they're all going to be a challenge. Every team's uh, elevating, and including us. And uh, we got nine more games, and they're all going to be uh, a challenging ones that we have to be prepared to play our best and, and really ramp up the intensity here for playoffs. Finally, I've seen some big crowds uh, return uh, to Everett here recently. I know you had a big crowd against Vancouver in the rematch of the home-and-home. Home. We know some of the Saturday nights at Angel of the Winds Arena are going to be crazy. What's it been like playing in that atmosphere again? Yeah, it's unreal. Uh, fans here are amazing. Uh, no, you know, filling the rink here and the weekend games, especially the rival games, are really, really special. And uh, we're excited to, to keep the fans coming in and uh, it, it's awesome to see them there. 
Olin Zellweger, the WHL Player of the Week, after a, a big, massive output of assists. He's leading the WHL in scoring as a defenseman. Our guest here on WHL this week. Have a great weekend, Olin. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, that's the show. Thanks to our guests, Jagger Perkis, James Patrick, and Olin Zellweger. I'm John Keane, and thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.